is the superstar, Billy Green, the man of the hour, the man with power. And you just do marking out. And everybody, please mark out one more time. All right. This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. We marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Mark It Out, episode 473, where 33 years ago today, we were supposed to see the legendary Lethal Leap Year event for Southpaw Regional Wrestling. However, it did not take place because there was no Leap Year I am one of your hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. I'm also joined here by Dave. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Collectively, you can follow us at MarkItOut. Uh, MarkItOut11 on Instagram, BTTG161 on Instagram as well. YouTube.com slash MarkItOut11. Instagram, same thing. Uh, you know everything else, marking out prowrestlingtees.com slash marking out, et cetera. Dave, how you doing? Hey, 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 I am doing a great job. How it's, about yourself? I'm doing awesome as always. It would have been, uh, it's a damn shame we never got to see Lethal Ye- Leap Year take place. We could have seen uh, Tex Ferguson versus Chad Too Bad, but. You know, I, I was about to buy my tickets, but they actually sold out. Um, and when I say that they sold out, I think they just, they just refused to start to sell them, period. Yeah, well, I don't know I mean, why. I don't there, know what happened. There was no leap year in 1987, so that's probably... probably yeah, that may why. be why they refused to sell them to me yeah. at the time. Um, at the time, when, what year was it again? 1987. You were a young 10 yeah, so, years old uh, already. <laughs> that, just kidding. That's That's... <laughs> That, that's a lot less than what I was going to go for. <laughs> I was already going to throw myself into the 30s. Oh my I almost spit my water out. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's good? How was your uh, your week of it, is? It was good. I didn't uh, didn't really do much. I uh, did some cooking. I what did you cook? Well, I made rice. I used like some Puerto Rican ingredients. Mm-hmm. Like sofrito. Some Boy. sazon. <laughs> oh yeah so I, I i i guess i i went off of um ar- arroz con gandules minus the gandules because i don't mm-hmm. have gandules and i didn't put in any meat and i didn't put in any uh olives so i kind of okay. like but i like i based the recipe off of that and i um put in some some corn and and peas and it was really good it's a. I wish there was like That's... a little less tomato in there, like mm-hmm. like some, I, I used tomato paste and then turned it into like liquid with uh, water. Uh huh. Because I didn't have tomato sauce, but I I wish there was just a little bit less tomato sauce taste in there. Oh, I'm gonna send you to culinary school. Yeah. That's where you should be going, culinary school. No, 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 no. no. As a teacher, of course. Yeah, that's that could be yeah. Famed uh, cooking with Brandon host. <laughs> hey, I, I you would definitely have a lot of people signing up for you. Yeah, so you'd be I, the professor walking on campus, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, there he is! Check him out! Yeah, look at his look at his beard! I, yeah. Should I go get this autograph?" 
And <laughs> no autographs, please. <laughs> please don't even touch me. But uh, yes, definitely don't. And uh, it was, but the the rice turned out really good. And uh, it's the I, I, I don't really like making rice. It's like kind of annoying. Why? It just I don't know having to sit there and boil rice or whatever. But yeah. I, I I boiled it in chicken stock. Okay. Instead of water, so it was interesting. It was, it was actually right off the bat, the rice was already good. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But how how about you? How was your week? Wow, thank you for asking. Well, my week was uh was good. I feel like it went by really really quickly. Um, but yeah, week was very good, jam packed. Uh, I I feel like more and more um, just itching to take another vacation now though. Oh, Mr. Vacation. I just. Yeah, I just want to get away somewhere, but I don't know. I may have to go to Austin, Texas to visit Silver Bullet. You know? I may have to get to Austin, Texas. I don't know. <laughs> you, can go I, to, uh, you can go to Florida. There's an extra room down there. I could go to Florida. I could go to Florida. That's where CSM is going to be next year, so most likely I'll be going there for that in Orlando. Uh, it's actually the conference is going to be at uh, Universal Studios from what I see. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that should be interesting. But I don't okay, know. That, that'll, be, that'll be during the uh, the whole Mardi Gras gimmick. February? Uh, oh, February? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's Mardi Gras right now. That's true. Huh, interesting. Yeah, no, I, I want to go to Austin or California or something. I don't know. But I definitely want to. I want to go to India, too, really bad. They send you there with the CSI gimmick or whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I'm working for, CSI. But you know, yeah, try, Dave's I, a Dick Wolf production. To, yeah, tried to tell you not to put it out there publicly, but actually, no, it's I don't out think CSI is a Dick Wolf production. I have no idea. <laughs> um, no, no. Uh, the only thing I would go to India for is for promoting and to see, like, just to speak to universities and. Uh, professors over there and seeing if i could connect with them in any way possible but i'd be so nervous in india i see like the the like clips of it and the everybody just drives so fast without like even yeah that's the one thing that they that they keep on like joking around about is that the driving over there i would definitely need to it would be like playing frogger if you're trying to cross the street yeah except it looks like except most likely you would lose every single attempt well, I mean, I, I don't know. I've never heard of like, I, I've heard of people going to India and loving it. So, yeah, no, I mean, it looks, it looks beautiful. From what I hear from my friends, it's it's gorgeous, and uh, I, I'm, I may have to get over there very, very shortly. I am, like I said, I'm trying to pick up my my speaking of uh, Hindi a little bit. Why? So, yeah, yeah. So I know I know a few words, but when I say a few, definitely less than ten. Like Shukriya, Namaste, uh, and a few ones. <laughs> namaste, like come on. Abkasvogat got high. What's Namaste actually mean? Uh, just like good morning, just a, a greeting, and then Abkas uh, uh, Shukriya is thank you, and Abkasvogat got high is you're welcome. So um, I'm trying to pick up more and more. I'm always interested in learning new languages why don't you get a Rosetta so like the, Stone I may I mean I may start signing I may start utilizing Duolingo again even I though Rosetta do, Stone is annoying 
Yeah. They'd show you a giant picture of, like, a whole scenery in a park and ask you, like, what's this? And you, like, have to pinpoint, oh, what are they actually asking me? And it's like, uh, oh, really? uh, I don't know. Yeah, is it the ice cream? No. Oh, it's the old woman <laughs> sitting all the way, all the way on the left. <laughs> it sounds like where's Waldo? Yeah, it really is. You have to accept Waldo's not there and you have to guess what's what they want you to see. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, so Yeah. And that's pretty much about it, brother. Pretty much about it. Yeah, so but uh how about some uh sports entertainment? And let's speak about some Monday Night Raw. Monday night nitro. Orton kicks it off, talking about the last time Monday Night Raw was in Winnipeg, you idiot, which was 15 years ago, and he said that he was the Intercontinental Champion and got punched in the face by a certain Rated-R superstar. Really? It has been that long already? What, since he was... 15, no, 15 years? That they were in Winnipeg last? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. And uh, this segment got oh, a huge man, my, Y2J chant. My my floater is throwing me off in my eye. Oh, I keep well. on looking down at my bagel, and I feel like I'm seeing like a little a little gnat keep on flying down onto the bagel and then flying off. And I um, keep on forgetting that I have a floater in my eye. The last like a time, floater. the last time I went to the eye doctor, they asked if I had that, and I said no, but I definitely do. <laughs> Maybe next time you should say yes. Well, I just I didn't think about it. Well, like, what is it even? There's no, there's no like. Cure it, for yeah, it. it's, no, I don't think so. It's just really management and being aware that it's there. But yeah. all right, continue. Sorry. Yeah. So Randy Orton ends up apologizing for what he did to Edge. Kevin Owens comes out to question why Orton did what he did. Good promo by Kevin Owens. Um, I liked Orton using the lyrics to Edge's theme song, questioning, mm-hmm. like, you think you know me? I thought yeah. that was good. And then Kevin Owens challenges, I almost said Kurt Angle, Randy Orton to a, uh, a <laughs> fight, and Orton accepted it. But he goes, not this minute. Tonight, but not this minute. Smart move. Yeah, up next, backstage, right in gorilla position, I believe, Charlie Caruso interviewing Angel Garza and Zelina Vega. Uh, Zelina says that Umberto, once he's out of the way, nothing's going to stop Garza from becoming the top superstar on Monday Night Raw. And Garza said, there's business and pleasure. And business with Charlie is always a pleasure. And then she Ooh. he, he <sighs> kissed her hand and she was like, oh, all flustered. So I wonder that if we're going like... to be seeing that. Because they, they had to like specify that like Angel Garza and Zelina Vega's relationship is strictly business. Huh. I I, I like that. Yeah. I mean, what's going to happen when Andrade comes back, though? Well, he is back. So we, I mean, it seems like they're going to be on the same team. I was going to say... What like has he hasn't wrestled yet? Has yeah, he? he returned on uh, Super Showdown. Oh, that's why I didn't know about it. Okay, <laughs> so you think that they're going to be put as a team now? Well, I mean, they are teaming up together on Monday Night Raw, oh. live from Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. 
I hope that it's more of a faction than a tag team. Even though a tag team would be really mean? cool of them. What is it more well, of a like, faction? More... There's two people that yeah, are wrestling. Yeah. Well, you got Zelina Vega. Well, more more of a of a singles run from the both of them, but still being aligned together instead of them oh. doing the tag team uh, stuff. I'd rather them both. But, I mean, realistically, in a solo run right now, what are they really combating for? Well, they're certainly not going to go against for the title, so... Yeah, exactly. But Angel Garza goes on to defeat Humberto Carrillo. Um, Almost right off the bat, Angel Garza went for a springboard Hurricane Rana, and Humberto landed right on his feet, like flipped Mm -hmm. up and everything. I thought that was... I was going to say dope, but... I try not to use yeah. the word. <laughs> I thought it was cool. But, uh, and honestly, I'll say it every time they're on television, these are two of the best workers in the company. Yeah. Like, fans started off slow here, but... They know how to rope them in. Towards the end, it was a This Is Awesome chant. Yeah, they really know how to rope in those the crowd really well. Yeah. I mean, it's it's weird, like... I feel like we haven't seen uh, the potential of Umberto even yet because we've been seeing him a lot of like smaller stuff. But it, I think that it's only a matter of time till like him and Angel, even Andrade, till they all break open into who knows what. Yeah, if uh, if given the proper amount of time, that match next week should be really good. Because mm-hmm. it's Rey Mysterio and Umberto versus Andrade and Angel. So that's... Yeah. Should be a good match. Um, the only thing that would stink is if, like, OC attacks Rey Mysterio again. Yeah. Taking him out. That's why, like, I don't even know why Rey Mysterio would care about this match, but... Yeah. But uh, the match ends with a uh, roll-up, or not, a, a pin reversal from Garza, so... But, which was really cool, because it was like... Uh, pin reversal, pin reversal, pin reversal, pin reversal, pin. Yeah. I, I like, so I thought that was pretty cool because it was really unexpected because usually after you have like a pin attempt, kick out, pin attempt, kick out, pin attempt, kick out, it's usually one of those things where they both stand up, look at each other in a fighting stance and then the crowd applauds them. But in this manner, that's kind of what they went for, but it ended it with the actual pin. So I thought that was actually a really cool way to end it. Match up next, we had Ricochet defeating Luke Gallows, Big LG. Um, but like, side note, I want to look up if that's actually called anything. What? That spot. What? A and pin if it's spot? not uh, that that spot with the like pin attempt, pin attempt, pin attempt, or like quick move, quick move, quick move, and then when they. Uh, stand their ground looking at each other to get the applause from everyone. Well, I wonder I if that spot is an actual, like, uh, I don't know uh, where you would find spot. that, though. You'd have to ask Cassius. But, right? But, right? It seems like it's, like it's, yeah, it's that's something. Like, yeah, it's a spot that they do in wrestling. Yeah, I feel like that should be called something. But, uh, in regards to this match, like I said last week with Carl Anderson, I have no idea how this correlates to Ricochet being ready to defeat Brock Lesnar. Like, Lesnar's a monster. He's billed as a monster. The OC is not. No. I mean, they, they are the best tag team in the world, or whatever the moniker is. But I think that, I mean, the only thing that you could take away from this is 
Carl was bigger. Luke is bigger than Carl, but it's still Carl's not like... not bigger. He's like he's a smaller guy. No, no, Luke is bigger than Carl. Oh, but it, it's one of those things where it would have been better if Ricochet picked up the victory over Eric Rowan, maybe. Yes, yes, a hundred percent. Especially if Eric Rowan's already picking up a loss to Aleister Black later on tonight, it would have been a better usage of Rowan to have Ricochet uh, pick up the victory over him. This way, going up against Lesnar, it's like, wow, he beat Rowan. Maybe this is possible. Yeah, um, but Ricochet did do that really nice shooting star press in the middle of the ring. Yeah, I was I was surprised that he ended the match with that and not his normal finisher. Well, I mean... I mean, the commentary could have even tied it in, saying Brock Lesnar used to do this, huh? That, like that—that's the move that he injured his neck with, or something. Something, yeah. That was, like, that was interesting thought, and, and it was such a far like I. That was an insane amount of space in between the turnbuckle and the middle of the ring for Ricochet to hit a shooting star press. Yeah. And it looked really nice too. It wasn't like a uh, like a I need to quickly change my position to get to the middle of the ring. Yeah. But uh, the AJ Styles and the OC were backstage after this, complaining about their loss. And Alistair Black walked by, and they threatened him, and then they attacked him. And Alistair oh. Black got all loopy. He's hmm. loopy as hell. Yeah, uh, he sold it pretty well. At first, I was worried. What? And when I uh, well, like not. I mean, not worried in that sort of a sense that I bought it, but in a worried sense where I was just like, please, I hope his character isn't like knocked out or anything like this. But then he started to make his way up, and then he got to his two feet. And I'm like, okay, he's standing on his feet. It doesn't. It's not making him look like he just got demolished by them. Yeah, um, and then we we. We have Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar come out to a huge pop. Like, huge pop. Oh, yeah. And Paul was hyping up how special it is when Brock Lesnar wrestles. I'm not, not he's not always here, but it's, it's a special attraction. And I think Paul is a great salesman for a match that has a pretty clear winner going into it. I I agree. There's no better better person. So not there's not much more to say other than that. But uh, up after that, we saw Alistair Black actually having a match, which I thought he uh, continued to do uh, a good job at selling that attack from the OC. Yeah, I I was but happy I, that he carried it through the entire time. But I do feel like it was maybe a bit of an oversell. For what he like, he didn't have like he didn't get his like head smashed by a brick or anything. Yeah, but you you still wanted to like he was super loopy. Yeah, super loopy. That sounds like a finisher. It it sounds like a Mauro Ronaldo call. (laughs) But for for what he had done to him, it didn't correlate with me. But uh, Alistair Black defeated Eric Rowan. Yeah, um, and something that didn't get the spot that I believe it should have, the spotlight as much as I should have, as it should have, was Eric Rowan knocking off his cage. Yeah, Alistair Black sidestepped Eric Rowan 
and uh, Rowan ran into those steel steps, and the cage fell over. And I thought that it, that would have been a really cool spot. Uh, spot if they put like a canister, an open canister of maybe some fake blood in there. Tomato soup. Yeah, like I think that would have been a cool spot if you had an open canister of blood, of fake blood. Uh, and then when it knocked, when he knocked it over, that you saw the blood start to pour out from under from. Uh, under the cage, looking like something inside of the cage was injured from that spot. Yeah, then you'd have Peter jumping down WWE's throat. Well, who knows what's, what's in, in there? the cage, man? You, you don't know what's in there. It, yeah, you don't. But that's I, I think but that it, that blood, it bites. Yeah, but I think that that blood spot would have been kind of interesting to show that it, whatever was in there got injured. Yeah, um, but Sarah Shriver interviewed Alistair Black afterwards about how he overcame the attack by the OC. And he goes, rage. And then he challenged AJ Styles, and I forget, I don't know, I forget who said it. I think it might have been Jimmy Corderas said that in that moment when Sarah Schreiber asked Aleister Black how he overcame that attack, he should have said, ruthless aggression. And I was like, I got like goosebumps reading that. I was like, yo, that would have been so good. It's It like ties in perfectly. I feel like we need more Ruthless Aggression. We need another one of those promos like to, to liven up the roster. What is this era even? Uh, the PG era. Right? Like, I, I feel like there has, like you just said, there has to be a promo that kind of defines this next onslaught of wrestlers like what is this era it's the pg era it really that is stinks. The, i think it is the pg era yeah that that stinks that's like so they're going to on dvd say all right now we're going from the ruthless aggression era to the pg era it's like they they need something catchy for this era yeah uh up next though we saw drew mcintyre sit down uh do an interview with charlie caruso uh, and she asked, that's funny, she asked who he'd rather face at uh, WrestleMania, and he's like, I don't care. But he uh, he said that he was promised a long time ago to that he's like the chosen one, the WWE champion, everything, but it was never something that materialized for him in the company. Uh, he spoke about being fired from WWE, his NXT run, and... Uh, it was a good sit-down interview, but it, uh, it was basically uh, uh, like a sit-down interview version of the WWE Network show Break It Down. Okay. Where it, he basically talks about his career. It's like a they they're like uh, like maybe a fifteen-minute episode tops. So now I'm like, so I'm curious about this entire thing, like. It seems like they're building up this entire, I wasn't given a shot, this is my shot, I'm no, taking no, my no, shot. No, it's no, it's not, I wasn't given a shot, it was, I was given a shot, and I kind of blew it. Hmm. And then I and then I got fired from WWE, How did I learned it? my mistakes, I don't know, I, I, I don't I mean, know. I don't know it's the just... backstage story of Drew, at least I don't remember, but from what I recall, it was always like him... Triple H and Sheamus it, I were guess like the he, buddy buddies. He wasn't ready for it, maybe. Huh. Okay. 
Yeah. All right. But uh, if he does win the win at WrestleMania, he'd be the first to, and and assuming his match with Brock closes Mania, which who knows if it will, he'd be the first, I believe, to main event NXT Takeover and WrestleMania. Interesting. But up next, we saw our Truth welcoming everybody to the winter premiere of Truth TV, where the commentary team like freaked out. They're like, "The the winter premiere? What?" Meanwhile, it is still winter. But uh, he had Bobby Lashley and Lana on as guests, but this quickly turned into Lana yelling for the bell to ring because this was scheduled to be a match. Yeah. And then Lashley went on to defeat R-Truth, which I 100% would have preferred for this to just be a segment. Yeah, I don't think it had to have been a, a match at all, period. But our truth got way more moves in than I expected to see, and uh, I was definitely happy with that. And honestly, I hope he wins the WWE Championship before his career's over. Yeah. Up next, we had a contract signing for the Raw Women's Championship uh, number one contender. Yep. Elimination Chamber match. Um, I, I It was weird. I guess because they're in Canada, I expect Natty to be like the cheered the loudest. But uh, I think Liv Morgan was cheered just a little bit louder than Natty. I definitely. I I wouldn't even say a little bit. I would no. I would say a little bit. I don't know. I think Liv Morgan definitely got a bigger chant, a bigger applause. But I, I liked I liked this this whole segment for the most part. Like Liv. When uh, when it came time for her to sign the contract, she signs it and then she stands up and brings it over to Ruby Riot to sign. And she like threw it right down in front of her. I thought that, that was awesome. The one thing um, I didn't I didn't really like like they're doing the contract sign. I don't know how like I feel like they didn't really mention that Shayna Baszler wasn't there. Um, like they they had Oscar counting like one two three four five, but other than that, whatever. But Basler well, came mean, out. Well, they 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 did make mention of it. I mean, I think Lawler made mention of the of Basler not being here. Or oh, then I yeah. completely tuned that out. Then yeah, I'm almost positive uh, Lawler made reference to it and stuff like that. But um, she shows up on her time, and uh, Natty steps up. Gets in the face of Shayna Baszler and Asuka pushed her down. And then uh, she got into Shayna's face and goes, bite me, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah, I thought that was really funny and cool. And then it led to a big brawl where uh, Liv Morgan, I think, shined the most here. Yo, that Liv Morgan spot, I totally popped for because it because it, it, it looked flawless. Yeah, she clears the, the, the table, completely uh, taking out Ruby Riot and... Uh, it led to Becky Lynch coming out. Then there was a pull apart brawl between her and Shayna, which just adds I, fire to the fuel of me saying there's no reason for this elimination chamber match at all. I I would have rather seen the cameras focus on Liv and Ruby Riot a little bit more because after like after that entire set before that segment really broke down, it like the crowd got hot with Asuka and Baszler, but once Liv attacked Riot. The crowd just went from like an eight to a ten after she just dove right over that table to get her. 
Um, and I feel like I would have liked to see her attack on Ruby Riot a little bit more. But overall, I thought it was good for a contract signing. Yeah, I feel like um, this should have just been um, maybe Becky versus, or no, maybe it should just be Asuka versus Baszler at, at the chamber. I mean, and then, but then the thing is, uh, with, like, I thought it was weird with um, Sarah Logan, like, where she fits in. Like, there was a cool spot where where Liv originally put the contract in front of Ruby Riot, and then uh, Sarah Logan in the background stood up. And I was, I was just like, whose side is she on? Or is she on her own side? I think she's on Liv Morgan's side of this. Really? Formula. Yeah. I can't see her as a face, though. Well... I, I could see her. She's on that side. All right. Yeah. Up next, we had Angelo Dawkins defeat Buddy Murphy via disqualifications because Seth Rollins attacked Angelo Dawkins. Yep. And then Montez Ford questioned whether or not Seth Rollins was scared. And it led right into the next match, which I, I didn't mind. I didn't really hate the ending of this match, the way that they, they ended it. I didn't mind it either. I like the entire setup of it. Um, because we, we knew going into it that we'd have that next match, too. There there was a moment where I thought that Seth Rollins wasn't going to get in the ring. I thought he was going to run down to the ring, get on top, like do the Brock Lesnar, get on top of, get onto the ropes, and then just jump right back off. Yeah. But he went right in there and the match started. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, so, and then Seth Rollins went on to defeat Montez Ford. Uh, yeah, but very good match. Yeah, and uh, John Cone sent Buddy Murphy to the back during this, and out of everything, Montez Ford shined big time. I agree. Like uh, I could easily see this match taking place in NXT for the championship. That'd be pretty cool. Like if I mean, obviously, if the cards were different, I don't think. No, I don't think we'd be. Well, honestly, you never know. Who knows? I, I, I could picture Seth Rollins being an NXT champion in the future too. So who knows? Oh yeah, no, I could see that. I could see that part. Um, next and then up, they, they also they announced that Beth Phoenix going to be uh, returning to Monday Night Raw next week to provide a medical update on Edge. So I'm going to say, are we going to see Randy Orton attack her? I that's what I, a lot of people are saying. I think I want Asuka and Kyrie Sane to attack her. It wouldn't be the first time that Beth Phoenix would, that Randy Orton attacked a woman, right? But I, mean, I think it did, more so. I mean, at Royal Rumble the uh, last year, he had his entire engagement with Nia Jax during the Royal Rumble. Right, but I think so, it lines up more with Kabuki Warriors versus Divas of Doom for Mania. I, I think it it could go either way. I think the more important uh, story would be the Randy Orton, because Randy Orton and Edge. I yeah, think but it, it could be one of those things where she comes out and like... Why, Randy? Why? And instead of Randy Orton coming out, it's Kabuki Warriors jumping her from behind or something. And then yeah. Natty runs down, makes the same save, boom. Divas of Doom versus Kabuki Warriors. Mania for the titles. Yeah, but I, I just think that the Randy Orton edge uh, would benefit more than Kabuki. Because the Kabuki, I guess, maybe I just don't care enough for. Um, maybe Randy Orton hits an RKO on Beth Phoenix and then... That wouldn't make sense. And then Kabuki Warriors come out and start to uh, berate her or something like that. I don't know. 
maybe yeah, they maybe maybe they come out an attacker, and then Randy Orton comes uh, out. I and, don't. I really don't the, think we're seeing and, Orton attacker. And he starts to go for the punt, but then Randy Orton, our superstar, makes his return and prevents the punt from taking place. He returns in Brooklyn, New York. So much could happen. I really don't think we're gonna see Beth Phoenix uh, interact with Randy Orton. I hope so. I could be entirely wrong, but I just feel like it's Mania season. Kabuki Warriors need a match at Mania. Divas of Doom step up. Yeah, I hope not. Main event of the evening. Why? I'm like super pumped if that match happens. I'm. I don't know. I I like both teams, and I'm just not a fan of the oversizing of WrestleMania. Well, whatever. So. Main event of the evening saw Randy Orton defeat Kevin Owens. Uh, Seth and his disciples came out, which uh, distracted Kevin Owens at one point. Or Seth Rollins' disciples, I should Or no, Seth Rollins, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then Street Profits and Viking Raiders attacked Authors of Pain and Buddy Murphy. I don't know how Seth Rollins stayed out there, like under the radar. Yeah. But he continued to distract Kevin Owens. The referee ends the match after a fast three count, which I like when that happened, I was like, wait a minute, who is this referee? I don't. Yeah. You, you texted me right away. You're like, who's this referee? I didn't realize. Like, I, I, and I, earlier in the night, he ref the match too. It was the, I forget what his name is from Evolve, but like I, a few other were, so were you, were you like, be honest, were you taken back? Like, did you think the referee messed up? Or no? Oh, no, 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 no. When, when I saw that it was not a, a normal referee that we see weekly on WWE programming, I knew it was a worked ref. Well, that's the thing. When I got your text, I, I didn't know if maybe you thought that it was a worked ref or that the referee just made a mistake. No, 100%. WWE wouldn't just put a referee on the on TV without it being like like a worker. Yeah, like I, I didn't know what happened because I actually looked away and I heard the count. So I thought maybe somebody got injured or something or like I, I didn't – I just missed the spot. And, so I, uh, yeah. Yeah, so after after that, he went to check on Seth Rollins and uh, Rollins grabbed two chairs. Kevin Owens and Randy Orton had chairs. And the referee ripped one of the chairs away from, from – uh, KO. Kevin Owens, yeah. Orton walked off and Kevin Owens went after the referee and he ripped open his shirt to reveal that he had a Mark Now t shirt on. It was pretty epic. I <laughs> I was taken back by it. No, he had a uh, Seth Rollins t shirt on, so maybe the referee is one of Seth Rollins' disciples. But Kevin Owens picks him up, hits him with a stunner, put him through a table. Kevin Owens sat on the chair and called Seth Rollins down to the ring, and he didn't come out. He didn't come back down. There you go. And, uh, I mean, we can mention it here, I guess. Samoa Joe, who's been intertwined in the storyline, was announced that he got suspended for 30 days. 30 days. We don't know why. Due to the wellness policy. And it was well, weird. Well, maybe we it's don't weird. know, like... Right, no, no, I'm, no, no, I understand what you mean. But uh, it, it's, it's weird because... At the beginning of February, it was rumored that somebody from SoCal kind of hinted at Samoa Joe was going to be suspended for the wellness policy. So, Oh, I uh, didn't see that. Yeah. Remember I texted you? It was the same episode where Rey Mysterio got taken out 
and and taken off TV. And I was like, yo, I think maybe Rey Mysterio violated the wellness policy. And then rumors came oh, out yeah. later on that that night saying it was Samoa Joe and not Rey Mysterio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I remember that. I mean, it's good. Also, I I don't know. I forgot what specifically is on that list, but it could also be like something like Adderall or something. Uh, it, it could for, also just be that he didn't show up for the test or something. It could be that. It could be Adderall. It could be some like so something like could that could help with ADD to help with your ability to focus. Um, you never know. So. But uh, yeah. up next, we had a pay-per-view, a WWE Network special of sorts, live I like in... that we still call it pay-per-views. Yeah, I don't know what else to call it. Like, NXT TakeOver, I'd call a pay-per-view, too. Yeah, I, I feel like it's <laughs> weird not to call it a pay-per-view. Yeah, but uh, it took place in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, at the Mohammed Abdu Arena on the Boulevard, which is a mouthful to say. <laughs> that being Super Showdown, I want to say three. Yeah, Super Showdown three. The first one, of course, taking place in Melbourne, Australia. Huh. Oh, yeah. And then the other two taking place in Saudi Arabia. But uh, the, the kickoff show opens up with the OC defeating the Viking Raiders, which I thought it was pretty obvious, uh, pretty obvious that they would win because they won the best tag team tournament at at crown jewel last year and aj styles had a match later on for a two-way trophy so i thought it was it was pretty obvious that they would go on to win but the actual event opens up with the two-way trophy gauntlet match which i have to say i really like the the look of the the trophy i i thought it was pretty cool i just want to see hopefully they'll continue to reuse this and somehow i don't i don't know but uh, it opens up with R-Truth and Bobby Lashley. And I'm like, okay, obviously R-Truth is going to lose like he did on Monday Night Raw. But R-Truth picks up the victory over Bobby Lashley. Pop big time for that. And then Bobby Lashley attacks him and ends it with a spear where I question why they would do that. Like, I know Roman Reigns is there too. But it's literally one of two moves that Goldberg does. Yeah, I don't think I just feel like the the spear wasn't needed. Uh I don't know. I know it's Lashley's finisher and everything, but I just I don't know. I I, I think that I think that you have to. It's his finisher. I mean, it's the same yeah, but thing. To, if, if you're just with... yeah, but he's just going and attacking somebody. It's not like you need to get in all your spots. I don't know. I'm I'm okay. I mean, especially just... after the match. Like, why didn't he just do that during the match? Hello. What? Well, that's one of the problems with uh, with with everybody having similar move sets is that something like this happens. I mean, Charlotte Flair does a spear too, so I don't know yeah, what are we going to get on Wrestle on WrestleMania card. We have Edge, Charlotte, yeah. Reigns, yeah. Um, Goldberg, Goldberg, Lashley. We have five people that do the spear and Ky- as Kyrie Sane as well. Yeah, as like a signature slash finisher. So that's six people with the same signature slash finisher. Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> um, but our oh, truth, by the way, got busted open here. I was, I was, uh, I wasn't sure if they were gonna ha- like have him continue. I don't know what the blood rules are in 
in Saudi Arabia with the health commission or whatever. But uh, the next matchup was Andrade versus R-Truth. And I thought for sure, obviously, hello, Andrade is going to eliminate R-Truth. But R-Truth and Andrade bumped heads. Andrade falls down and, and Truth, like, uh, and falls down onto him. <laughs> like, I don't know how to describe it any other than no, you, that, that you, sound. Yeah, you did it perfect. <laughs> and R-Truth picks up the victory there. Um, next in the gauntlet, you had Eric Rowan come out and eliminates himself by using the steel steps, but he continued to attack R-Truth. And then AJ Styles came out, danced around, and uh, mocked R-Truth, and finally put him in the, the calf crusher to eliminate him. And I, for like... For a hot minute there, I was like, is R-Truth going to go all the way? It, they tried to make it out like that. Which I thought they did a very good job at doing, but AJ Styles waited for Rey Mysterio. They cut backstage to see the OC taking him out, and AJ cuts a promo saying he won by default, and that if Rey Mysterio, I think they even announced that if Rey Mysterio can't make it out before the 10 count, AJ should like officially win this. And yeah. they cut backstage to see the OC then getting taken out. And everyone's, like, freaking out in the crowd. They knew what was up. Of WWE course. broke the news earlier in the day. And uh, you see Boots and a Do trench you think coat. That they you think that they should have broken that I don't earlier? Well, I don't, I don't know how, like... Yeah, I, I know I what you're know because there really, There's really no way that you can like keep that a secret especially yeah i mean it was it was like it was somebody else broke the news first before wwe did yeah they said oh undertaker is here he's not scheduled to be here why is undertaker here and then wwe says breaking why is undertaker here in walks taker taker comes out aj styles yells at him and uh gets in his face and Gets choke slammed, uh, not the greatest choke slam, and uh, AJ Styles loses. And Taker wins the the two wake trophy gauntlet match, which uh, what a what an accolade. Um, you know, I wow, Undertaker has finally done it. Yeah, he has won the two wake trophy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think about him keeping that hat on? He kept everything. His coat. His 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 hat. I, I don't know. I'm honestly I'm kind of fine with with how this match ended, and it clearly sets up for WrestleMania. Yeah, I'm I'm totally fine with it. It's not. It doesn't bother me. I would have rather AJ Styles won, and that like so this way it goes with the OC, and then Undertaker attacks him after. I think that yeah, would have been. That doesn't make sense though, because why is a face Undertaker attacking a heel AJ Styles. Well, because he mentioned him last week on Raw. Yeah, but I just, I don't think that. I mean, why did a, why did a, well, I guess to win the match, but. um, This was like straight up Brock Lesnar winning Money in the Bank. (laughs) Like Lesnar was not booked in the match and then he ran out and, and won Money in the Bank somehow. Yeah. I don't know. Next up, you had Miz and Morrison pick up the victory over the New Day to capture the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Um, we should have seen this coming. I, but you know what blew me away more than them actually winning the championships? The crowd was doing the hey, hey, ho, ho, Miz and Morrison or whatever it was. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what? How is this going to catch on? <laughs> and they did. I was like, I was I was kind of shocked. It was not, not going to yeah. lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, me too, me too. But I liked... I, I, uh, uh-huh. I was just going to say that I liked the, the setup that they did for the big ending. Like, they, like, did, like, a double, like, power slam lift together. It was weird. And then and then Kofi ran up and, and hit the move. But the match came to an end. Jomo hits Kofi with a chair, and then Miz grabbed the tights to win. Yeah. And I honestly, agree. I don't know why you – I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't expecting this at all. Well, yeah. I, I think that this entire card – well, I'm not going to say this entire card. But I definitely think that me and you both – uh, should have really predicted this card a little bit better. I mean, we went into this saying that we didn't think that, I think that me and you were on the same page, that we didn't think that titles were going to change hands. Uh, and I don't know, maybe we should have thought otherwise. Yeah, well. I mean, especially with the main event. But next up you had Angel I Also, I, I think it's been yeah. 11 years since Miz and Morrison held tag team titles. I think it was, what, 2015? 2015. Uh, 2015. John Morrison didn't even wrestle in the 2010s. For WWE, at least. Maybe I'm thinking 2005? No. I don't know. It was 11 years ago. Yeah, whatever. Math. Uh, Angel Garza. 2009 or whatever? I don't know. uh, Angel Garza picked up the victory over Umberto. Both both got pyro. Nice. Yeah. That's what it's all about right there. Once you get pyro, you know you made it. I liked, uh, I mean, first of all, the whole match was really good. Um, but at one point, Umberto Carrillo went for a pin and his feet were under the rope and the ref made him move. And I feel like we don't normally see something like that. So I, I pop for that. I like, like, when you, when you have a good referee, there's like, it's good. I don't know how else to say that. <laughs> but uh, it was basically yeah. the same end as Raw with the pin, pin, pin. Yeah, and um, what do you think about the pin, pin, pin spot again? I didn't understand why they would do that. I don't know. Why is it? I feel especially, like... Especially with Garza picking up the victory twice. I feel like we are at risk of seeing this happen again on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, Like a know. pin, pin, pin spot. I feel like it's always one of those spots where... Well, it's not always one of those spots, but they always have a spot where if it goes over, they'll do it again. And then if it goes over, if it looks good again, they'll do it again yeah, on the next definitely, match. Definitely seen and, that happen. And then like when it's done on that third time, it's kind of like it's totally killed. Where we rant about it on the podcast, saying how it was overdone. But I, I wish that I really hope that they don't do it on Monday Night Raw. But I could definitely see it going that way. Match up next, we saw Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy defend the Raw Tag Team Championships against the Street Profits. Um, Seth Rollins' new entrance wasn't used here. I guess maybe due to religious reasons. Ah. Maybe, I don't know. Um, but I thought, uh, who did it? Montez Ford hit a slice bread number two off of Dawkins. Yeah, it was a cool spot. I thought that was really cool. And then, uh, Seth Rollins hits the, hits the curb stomp behind the referee's back to Dawkins and Murphy made the pin. Murphy. Yeah, um, next up. Next, had... the second most over superstar in 
in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. In, that being in Saudi, Saudi Arabia in history. Uh, well, yeah, that'd be Mansoor picks up the victory over Dolph Ziggler. Mansoor is actually going to be competing at Evolve tonight too. Oh yeah, in in Queens. In Queens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Queens, they have a stacked card. Yeah, they do. I mean, they got Cha- uh, Champa, Ripley, Lee. Yeah. You want to go? <laughs> we'll talk after. <laughs> but Robert Roode went after Mansoor before the match. Mansoor drop kicks him, and the ref tosses him from ringside, which is really crazy because, like, I mean, Rey Mysterio, Robert Roode, um, I guess. Was Lana part of Lashley's entrance? I don't even remember. But to be used for for as long as they were, for like seconds, they fly all the way to Saudi Arabia and they're used for like two seconds is like, damn. Nice payday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Mansoor hits that super cool uh, reverse slice bread number two into a DDT, which uh, I'd need in a video game. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, next. Speaking of that, what's up with Kendrick? Is he still around? Kendrick? Yeah. Yeah. Often? Yeah, he's on 205 Live. I, I don't know even who is being utilized on I, 205 Live. Well, I mean, I don't know actually when the last time. He was a few days ago. A few, I mean, a few weeks ago maybe. Mm-hmm. Jack Gallagher just made his return to 205 Live with a, like a crew cut haircut. And it's all tatted. Yeah, that like that blew me away. I was like, wait a minute. I had to like see if I was seeing correct. I was like, is he wearing because he was wearing the 205 live jacket Mm -hmm. and he like unzips it a little bit. I was like, is he wearing a T-shirt or is that a tattoo? And then he takes off the jacket and he's got this covered in tats. I was like, what? I was like, where did this come from? I thought he was like Michael Cole or something. I was like, what's happening? (laughs) It totally (laughs) it, it totally like throws you off from like that entire I don't know why I laughed like that, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, um, yeah, it totally throws you off because his character is like so gentleman and stuff like that. So now he was revealing this like tough side. Yeah, but, he, he he tweeted out saying "Dad's home," so it's kind of Champa esque. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, for the WWE Championship, Brock Lesnar retains against Ricochet. Ninety seconds match. I don't know. Uh, the hype it, video for this match had Ricochet saying, "Why not me? How stupid is that? What 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 kind of promo is that? Why not me? How <laughs> I feel like that should be on, that was I, so stupid. I feel like that's like on a shirt from the Attitude Era. Why, Why not, not me? me? Why not yeah. Raven?" Yeah. Why not Sting? Why couldn't Sting come here and win the WWE Championship? You know. Up next, we saw a steel cage match. Roman Reigns defeats King Corbin. Um, Roman Reigns brought out the chain. It was like the smallest chain ever. (laughs) And he brought it out to to close the door. Yeah. And then uh, King Corbin tried to use the chain, and Roman Reigns ends up wrapping it around his fist. Hitting that Superman punch to win. He, I don't believe, used the spear, by the way. <laughs> Hello? I, I think it's funny that Corbin, he was carried out, right? Corbin was carried out? Yeah, on the sedan. Yeah, and like how he, he tweeted out saying, like putting it over, saying how heavy his robe was and stuff like that. 
uh, kind of like what a Wilder oh, did. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see that tweet, but that's hilarious. Yeah, he he's, he pretty much put it on his attire, uh, kind of like how Wilder did that with Tyson Fury. Yeah, that what a stupid thing. Like, oh, you chose to come out in the stupid gear. Yeah, whatever the take, hell it was, you look just like take the, the Demon loss. King Finn Balor from the Two K Twenty Showcase gimmick. Yeah, just take the loss. Oh, what an Don't excuse! Put... Oh, I might. Yeah, and then also King Corbin came out in, in chainmail. Yeah, that's what he was. Yeah. <laughs> so, very. Which also, um, the the one of the the guys carrying the sedan was totally trying to get himself over. Hundred percent. Dude kept looking directly in the camera and making faces, like, smiling and stuff. I was like, what is this guy doing? What is this goofball? That, for some reason, that always reminds me of the Little Rascals movie. The sedan? No, no, the looking at the camera to get over. Oh, Like, in the blooper, you know, you've seen the movie, right? Obviously, yeah. Yeah, at the end, you know how they show all the blooper reels? Yeah. So during the blooper reels, they show, um, what's her face, Darla? Yeah, I remember Yeah, where Darla keeps on looking at the camera, and they're always like, don't look at the camera. Don't look at the camera. They keep on having to redo that shoot over and over and over. And I keep on, whenever that happens, I'm like, little rascals. But Up next, we had the first ever women's championship match in Saudi Arabia. Bailey defeats Naomi. Uh, I liked the ending of this. Bailey used Naomi's shirt to tuck her foot into it and then do her new finisher. Yeah, it was... I liked this match a lot more than I liked Natty versus Lacey. I guess because maybe this had storyline going into it, and both women could... could actually work. So, yeah, I think that plays a factor. Plus, like going into the other match, you already went in with that uh, pre premonition. No, that pre thought that of Lacey Evans, she's not over with you, and you know that you didn't think that it was going to be a good match, anyways. But at least with this, like you said, it had storyline. It had. I mean, it was also announced like 4 a.m. at a press conference the day of. So yeah, but, but I, and this out take take Saudi Arabia out of this, and it was a good match regardless. Which is one pro wrestling tees dot com slash mark now. Yeah. Um. So in your main event of the evening, Goldberg picked up the victory over the fiend Bray Wyatt to become the new the new. The new Universal Champion. What's your take? At least AEW has a younger champion. <laughs> <laughs> Who's even their champion? Oh, it's Jericho. Chris Jericho. Yeah. Well, I mean, by the time people hear this, it could be John Moxley, but I'm hoping Moxley loses. I, I want Luke Harper to be the only person to take that title from Jericho. Why? They have a pay-per-view tonight? Yeah, Revolution. Where, where can you... Oh, it's on In the... Chicago. Ah, ah, gotcha. But, uh... Right off the bat, Goldberg hits the spear. Went for the Fiend. pin. Fiend kicks out. Locks in the mandible claw. Goldberg reverses it. Hits three more spears. And I'm like, oh, I'm starting to worry here. But the Fiend kicks out. Hits another mandible claw. And then Goldberg hits a vertical suplex to win. Can't even uh, hit the jackhammer. Can't even lift the fiend's leg up. Goldberg, Goldberg is o, what o for two in hitting the jackhammer in Saudi Arabia. Like, dude, that match with Dolph Ziggler was the perfect way to end your career. Wait, Dolph when, Ziggler when made you look Ziggler? like a million bucks. When did he face Ziggler? 
Uh, SummerSlam. Okay, yeah. So yeah, he's zero for two. He tried to. He couldn't do it on the Undertaker, and now he couldn't do it on Bray Wyatt. He, he yeah. Also, I don't know where where they had that championship out there for Goldberg to celebrate with because I don't recall the Fiend bringing it out. Yeah. But Goldberg's up there celebrating with the blue title, and Fiend gets up on his feet. Lights go out. Fiend was gone. I don't know how. I just don't. This is like, how can I possibly be convinced that Fiend is a powerful creature after this? Goldberg uh. is not more powerful than than the Fiend. This title ruined the Fiend almost. Like, he, like I don't want to say it's completely dead, but he should have never had the title in the first place. And like I said from the start, it's going to be a lose lose. I keep on going back with it. I don't know how to. It's a hundred percent lose lose. Like when he wins the title, who's going to take the title from him? Obviously, it's well, going to be some sort of match like this. Yeah, that's well. That's the thing. He's in such a predicament where his gimmick is so good that any any loss is really going to be like, why is he losing? Like in my mentality, Bray Wyatt is going to be this undefeated monster. But that's really not how it how it should be. Um, so for him to go on to lose to Goldberg, it stinks. But the alternative, I'm actually a fan of. To me, it was it was just like the the beginning of that gauntlet match with r Truth and Lashley. Lashley gets up afterwards, after losing, and hits all his moves. The Fiend got right up after he lost. Which why why was he? That makes no sense. How was he down for a three count, but instantly gets up right after the loss? That makes no the, sense. This goes still back to that menta- that how um, I described it when he faced Seth Rollins in that awful match that everybody doesn't mention. Uh, I, I view it as a horror movie in a match, and I still think about it as like uh, what uh, ha- uh, Halloween um, with like Michael Myers or even. Uh, um, Friday the 13th, uh, where... Jason Kruger? Yeah. Uh, first one <laughs> Freddy? was Myers. This one was... Uh, uh, Freddy Krueger? No, no, no. Gary uh, Cooper? Nightmare on L Street is Jason. Um, but when... Jason Sensation? That's the one. Yeah, but when they're like, you you have the, the villain, the monster kind of defeated, and totally defeated, and then you cut to, like, everybody celebrating or calm down, they... Yeah, they, but he uh, wasn't and even. Go t- back and, he's the, and then somehow Jason or uh, Michael Myers, their body has disappeared. I they just are don't see up. him as totally defeated, though. Well, that's I, that's the thing. I don't see him as he well, took the, the spear thing. on on SmackDown last week. Boom, hops right up. How, well, how, how, how does the spear? One spear. He took four spears at this one, and then a and then spe- he hopped right back <laughs> up after the three count. Well, that's the thing. I think that. For my, I I do enjoy the the horror movie aspect of it, but of course I think it's kind of limited in what you can do with the fiend, though, too. And Goldberg was the most over superstar I've ever heard in Saudi Arabia. Wow! Except, uh, yeah, and then you fly over to the United States without a hitch, thank God, and uh, the the least over perhaps Goldberg coming out to a sea of booze. You gotta really Bean Town, TD Garden. Uh, you gotta really give these guys credit. I mean, 
they go from Saudi Arabia to mm-hmm. Boston uh, without a skip, you know? Yeah, and Goldberg came out, said that it's not about who's last, it's about who's next. And of course, Q Roman Reigns, he came out, I'm next, end of segment. Goldberg versus Roman Reigns for the WWE Universal Championship at WrestleMania. Roman Reigns definitely going to go over. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's move on to some SmackDown. Well, I mean, we just uh, did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> next up you had <laughs> next you had uh, Naomi pick up the victory over Bayley uh, by disqualification. disqualification. I don't know. Why, why, was, why did Naomi get another title shot here? Made no sense. Rematch clause because no, you know, what kind of rematch she, clause she lost? You know because yeah, you know because the challenger gets a rematch clause. Yeah, Bailey cuts a promo though after the bell rang, and uh, she said that she shouldn't even have to be there in that match. And then introduced Sasha Banks, who made a return, and Banks got she she got involved that that caused the DQ, and the two of them beat Naomi down until unfortunately. Storylines caught up with us, and Lacey Evans came out to attack Bailey and Sasha Banks, and then she and Naomi took them out. They're trying to put over Evans, but I don't see it really. Yeah, I don't know. And then it's they, too they announced soon. they announced it'll be a tag team match, and uh, I was hoping for Carmella to make the save and not Lacey Evans, but I don't know. I'm, Lacey I'm Evans of... makes 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 a uh, sense. A lot of though, sense. But... I'm I'm a fan of Lacey Evans, uh, uh, but I'm uh... not blind. But I'm not blind to the that there's still a lot of room for improvement. Like, hello, during this, Naomi and Lacey Evans pick up the victory over Bailey and Banks, but they went and did dual planches during this. Lacey Evans did one of those spots where, like, she, like, went over the top rope as if she was Kevin Nash falling out of a ring or something, Scotty Steiner falling off a ring apron. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, Lacey's just not... I don't think she's good enough to be on the main roster. Yeah. Or uh, I should say main no. roster since now all three brands are main rosters. I just. I, I think that she is, but I also think that she, but. Her so character, her character a hundred percent is, but her, yeah, her in ring moves though. I don't, she's not, she's not I up think, to that. I think character wise and in ring, she is good enough, but I don't think she's good enough for a title um, to be in the title scene. Like I think that she's good enough where you can sweep it, sweep her under the carpet, and just have her there, uh, and start to learn, grow over time. But I don't think that we should be putting her right into the spotlight so quickly right now. But next up, you had Robert Roode pick up the victory over Kofi Kingston. Yeah, why is Otis not facing Dolph Ziggler yet? I don't know what they're holding off for. I like this, though. Uh, Robert Roode used some Eddie Guerrero tactics behind the referee's back here. He uh, he got Big E kicked from ringside, which you don't normally see a face get kicked. No. He kicks the uh, the ring steps and pretended to be thrown into it. And the ref goes, what? What? Is, what? Get out of here. And everyone's like, come on. Are you kidding me? I thought that was great. But they showed Mandy Rose backstage watching this. And... Um, Ziggler ends up putting Robert Roode's leg on the, the rope to break the pin. And then Robert Roode rolls up Kofi to win. Nah. Then they show Sonya and Mandy backstage. And Sonya goes, your man looks happy. And then they show <laughs> Otis backstage looking sad. And Otis, so Otis like, Dougie, 
There's something off, Tucky. Something off about Dolph Ziggler going out with Mandy, Tucky. And Tucker said, sometimes the guy doesn't get the girl. Uh, and what? Heartbreak. And maybe you should heartbreak. let Mandy go. Heartbreak. Absolutely sad, man. He said we're going to show the WWE Universe. We're going to get get power from the WWE Universe next week. So I don't know uh, what Heavy Machinery will be doing next week, but uh, but it should be interesting. I'd say so. Up next, we had Rene Young host a contract signing for the Intercontinental Championship match at WWE's Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Nakamura, Braun Strowman, Sami Zayn came out with uh, Nakamura as well as Cesaro and... Uh, he yelled at Braun Strowman about how Nakamura needed staples after Braun Strowman power slammed Nakamura on and kind of threw the piano last week. Which, like, geez, man, he, I didn't realize he got that many like staples. I didn't realize anything even had happened to him. Yeah, but uh, Braun yeah, at that, one point it looked nasty. Yeah, big time. It's like uh, Jericho's cut from this week. He had a big uh, gash. But Braun, at one point during this, said that he'd fight all three of them, and he doesn't care, like, what the match was. Which Sami Zayn played up, and then had he had Nakamura sign the contract, he had Cesaro sign the contract, and then he signed the contract. So it's going to be a three-on-one match at the pay-per-view, which I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a fan of. It, like, it, like it's different. We don't, we don't see that normally. Yeah. Uh, but Braun Strowman moved the table out of the way and punched Cesaro and Nakamura, but they ended up coming back and Sami Zayn joined in and eventually put him through a table. I thought it was a really nice spot. I, I like this entire interaction. Yeah. I'm I like, thought- I'm actually looking forward to seeing this match at the pay-per-view now. It's not just a singles match. I'm th- so, so happy it's not. And I like the fact that... Um, I, I like the Nakamura during this entire thing. He was just sitting at the table, just casually, just relaxing there. I like the involvement. When was the last time we even saw Sami Zayn get physically involved with someone? Period. Yeah, he hit the uh, Haluva kick, and I mean, I, I like I like that Haluva the Haluva kick into the turnbuckles with uh, them holding Strowman, and I even liked it when they did it with the suplex. Yeah, I thought it looked really, really good. Next up, you had Daniel Bryan pick the victory over Mr. Perfect's son, Curtis Axel. Uh, not really much to say about this match, but I like seeing people that we don't normally see. We had Drew Gulak on commentary again, so I, it's like as if he's coaching Daniel Bryan, yeah. I guess now. Yeah, it, it was kind of like uh, a coach on the side of a wrestling match or something just yelling out. Oh, that's your end of a sentence? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I thought it was. I, I thought it was a, obviously it was a good match. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing more of these type of like undercard superstars on TV. Last week we had Heath Slater. This week we had Curtis Axel. Next week I'm assuming we'll see Bo. Bo show. I think it's very likely. Miz and Morrison came out to celebrate winning the tag team championships, which they absolutely had the crowd eating out of their hands. They. The crowd cheered when when they wanted them to. The crowd booed when they wanted them to. And then a referee came out 
and announced them versus New Day versus Heavy Machinery versus Lucha House Party versus Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode versus The Usos inside the Elimination Chamber. I thought it was weird that they made this announcement like after uh, they cut the promo and everything like that. But I also like that we got to see their raw reaction to finding out. Um, it's just that now I'm even more confused. Because yeah. you had Lacey Evans teasing a women's championship one. Yeah. And you had Sheamus entering uh, an Elimination Chamber match. Yeah. I don't know what changed. Like, if I don't know when they decided to have Goldberg go over. But why did Lacey Evans and Sheamus cut those promos if they're not going to have chamber matches? Mm-hmm. I know. And Sheamus wasn't even on this episode of SmackDown? Yeah. Weird. I, I know. But Usos defeated Miz and Morrison. Uh, the only time we had one of those technical difficulty gimmicks was during this a tag team match. So I'm really still hoping that the time splitters, that it's for the time splitters and uh, Miz and Morrison retain at the chamber and then... Damn, WrestleMania, we see Miz and Morrison versus the Time Splitters. That'd be so insane. We keep on seeing stuff about uh, Killer Cross with the association on there, too. No, no, we don't. Who says that? Killer Cross has those promos in NXT. That's 100% him in NXT. Oh, I keep on seeing stuff. I mean, I'm just basing it off of Or 99.9% at least. No, everyone is saying it's either Ali or the Time Splitters, uh, from what I see. Oh, every time it went on to there, I always saw uh, Killer Cross's association no, that, with that. That would just not make any sense. I didn't see anything with the Time Splitters or Ali. And the only person for me that it makes sense is is the Time Splitters. I I think that would be really cool. They're literally like just... splitting time in the thing, so. Yeah. But I, I liked during this match. I liked uh, the the neckbreaker slash double curb stomp or. Not double curb stomp, just a double stomp. I meant from uh, Miz and Morrison, but the yeah. Usos ending the match with a Canadian destroyer from the top rope and an Uso splash combo to win. A Canadian destroyer in 2020 that actually ended the match. What a what a shock! What is what a surprise! I thought that it was. I don't know. I call it Yoshi tonic still, but well, it was not a Yoshi tonic though. What's the difference? Yoshi Tonic. Oh, Yoshi Tonic is where they wrap the, the feet. arms. Or the yeah, yeah, yeah. The legs the around legs, the arms. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I I thought that this combination of the destroyer into the splash looked really cool. I actually liked, I liked the um, the entire end of the match where you had the uh, the tag behind the back, and I, I thought this entire interaction to lead to that was a lot of fun because I didn't know what was going to happen until. It actually took place, yeah. but very good match. End of SmackDown, we saw John Cena, the man advertised for a month, I think now, uh, came out to a huge ovation in his home uh, state, uh, b- brought up WrestleMania, and he said that he'll always be a WWE superstar. And he goes, but what am I doing for WrestleMania this year? And he's like, I know WWE Universe as well as myself, want the future. And I believe in the future. And that's why I don't think this year I should have a match. 
I don't think I should be at WrestleMania. Cena went to leave. He's up on the ramp saying goodbye. I don't know when the last time I'll be here or the next time I'll be here. Lights go out. Fiend comes out. Points to the WrestleMania sign. John Cena agrees. Lights go out. SmackDown end. I thought that this was awesome. The camera production on this was epic. Where you you knew that The Fiend was going to be behind him. But the way that they revealed The Fiend with the camera kind of... They uh, did that last week or whatever week it was with Otis. I don't know how they're doing these camera tricks. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that it it was really great. Um, I think it was very uh, obvious that The Fiend was going to be interrupting John Cena. Of course, of course, is a horse, of course. Uh, but I was a fan of it. I, I'm i excited for The Fiend versus Cena. And call me crazy, but I'd rather see The Fiend versus Cena uh, without the title involved instead of The Fiend versus Roman Reigns. Because realistically, we knew that Roman Reigns is coming out of WrestleMania as champion. So either he was going to defeat Bray Wyatt for the championship or Goldberg. I'd rather him defeat Cena uh, than the Fiend at WrestleMania for the championship. And I'd rather see the Fiend pick up a victory at WrestleMania. And with the Fiend versus John Cena, I could definitely see the Fiend going over John Cena. uh, With John Cena especially saying that eyes are on the future and stuff. Yeah, um, I... Don't know. This is the, I mean, technically the third time that they've faced off at WrestleMania. The yeah, first, this, the this, first yeah. time being Bray Wyatt at uh, WrestleMania 30, where John Cena picked up the victory, where everyone was pissed off. Like, how the hell was it not Bray Wyatt? And then the second time. Especially because it's like New Orleans and like it just seemed like it could have been Bray Wyatt's city. Yeah. Uh, The second time he came out and saved The Rock from getting beat down from the Wyatt family at uh, WrestleMania 32. And then I believe The Rock had that quick uh, six second match right then and there. I believe so too. Yeah, The Rock had defeated Eric Rowan with the the, the moves, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then Cena came out to make the save after that. So this is like the third unofficial third time that they're squaring off against each other. This is, of course, like you said, the Fiend and not Bray Wyatt. Yeah. I should be interesting. Um, yeah, I, I. I guess we're I'd not. Rather... We're not getting. Fiend versus Hulk Hogan, like I thought we would. Like I said, this is a better matchup, in my opinion. Maybe, maybe, also... maybe Hogan will still be involved, though. It's still Tampa. We'll still maybe. Why do we need Hogan involved in Fiend? I, well, they set it up already, so who knows? No, why would you set I... something up if you're not going to do it, dude? You know, they already that, that... set it up. If this happens, you know you would not like it. You were going to complain on the podcast. Fiend about versus Hogan. Fiend versus Hogan. Yeah, you would. I, if, if it no, no, no. If it wasn't going to be Flair versus Fiend, I wanted to see Fiend versus Hogan. You would complain? No, no, because I wanted to see Fiend versus Hogan. So what's it's the difference? Those, of, it's, it's what's the difference very, with Hogan defeating Bray Wyatt and Goldberg defeating Bray Wyatt? Hulk Hogan wasn't going to defeat Bray Wyatt. How do you know? That's what in my fantasy booking, Hulk Hogan was doing the job for 
Yeah, but now let's talk about WWE booking. I don't think Hogan... Dude, Hogan... He didn't think Goldberg was going to no, either. No, no. There's a complete difference, though. I think Hogan in, in this current era knows his worth to the future. I think he knows he could go in there, still make a hell of a payday, get in there, do the, the big boot and uh, and leg drop combo, have the Fiend kick out and still have the Fiend go over and like not brother. kill Hulk Hogan, but... Brother, brother, brother. I disagree no. 100%. No way. This no. is better. Keep Hogan uh, away from this matchup. Well, now I don't even... I don't know. Maybe... It's not that Hogan no. is going to be part of the match. It'd be Hogan is there ringside cheering on John Cena. And then we get John Cena versus, versus Hulk Hogan at SummerSlam and in, in also Boston. Brother, brother. <laughs> keep the distance. I don't know, man. Keep the distance, brother. Don't do it. Uh-uh. Well... But that is SmackDown. Hey, Brandon, do you have any shout-outs? Listen to Brandon's shout-outs, because when there are shout-outs, <laughs> there's honey. First shout-out goes to The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. This past Monday, they, it was a pretty cool episode. They did it on a subway train. They had uh, Rev Run be a surprise guest at uh, one of the segments, but uh, the main guests were BTS, and they went to Katz's Delicatessen. Which I thought was cool. They're I've like, actually oh, never been there. They were. I don't think I've ever been there either. But uh, they were all. They they tried uh, corned beef. I think it was or pastrami for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I, it was cool seeing them like sit there eating like they were sitting like munching over uh, knishes and stuff and like marking out over the food. <laughs> marking out. So it was cool. But uh, next shout out goes to WWE Shop. I don't know if I'm going to buy them, but I really kind of want one of them. They added the NWO six and Outsider T-shirts that were famous in WCW. Huh. I, I kind of want that six the six T-shirt, but who knows? It's yeah. pretty cool because I guess they're going into the WWE Hall of Fame, so they're making that uh, scratch. <laughs> yeah, might as well. Chris Jericho versus Daniel Bryan from February 23rd, 2010 gets the last shout-out as it was the main event for the first ever episode of NXT, which is now 10 years old. No 10-year anniversary episode of uh, NXT, but uh, maybe they're going to do it in two years or whatever. Whenever they like officially kicked off on the network. Yeah. But it was still such a great match. It was, it was as short as it was still. like What a great match it was. It was a classic. Yeah. But those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for... Our... Mark Out Moment of the Week! That is right, our Mark Out Moment of the Week. As I said uh, before, during my shout-outs, BTS was on The Tonight Show, which, by the way, not a fan of them at all. They were, uh, well, musically at least, they were completely lip-syncing. There's no way that any of that was live. But mm, uh, yeah. but during that, one of the segments, they brought up how they'd like to meet John Cena, and then they started singing his theme song. So I popped for that. It's not something you'd expect to hear. 
No, that's a little bit abstract. And people say wrestling's not mainstream. Get out of here. Yeah, go home. Yeah, get the heck out of here. Come on. Uh, and also, I guess, related to John Cena, all leading up to his appearance on SmackDown, they had, um, like, clips of John Cena's past, like, moments to, like, hype it up. But they used John Cena's song, Make It Loud, from his album, You Can't See Me, and I popped big time for that. I was a big fan of that album, still am. And I was, like, completely not expecting to hear Make It Loud ever ever again on WWE programming. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Do you, uh, uh, do you have any, do I have any, do I have any, um, not that. Oh yeah. The, the Liv Morgan spot. I definitely marked out for that spot. I thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, that, that spot alone I marked out for. Also, uh, I marked out that in Taylor Swift's new music video for her song, The Man, she's playing a man, which completely blows me away that it looks nothing like her. It's it's freaky. But at the end of the video, her character talks, and it's voiced by The Rock. (laughs) Marked out for that big time. It's been 10 years since we've seen Taylor Swift have anything to do with wrestling, like related to wrestling, even though The Rock's not like completely related to wrestling these days. But Mm -hmm. the last uh, wrestling related thing that she did was Tribute to the Troops 2010. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, she had one of those video packages. Mm. Yeah. Good deal. So that is marking out episode two hundred and uh, two hundred four hundred and seventy three. Check us out markingout.com at marking out on Twitter, marking out eleven on uh, Instagram and YouTube. BTTG161 Instagram and Twitter at Dave the Rave underscore MO at Chris Sweendog Pro Wrestling slash marking out. We wish you. The The best of luck in your future endeavors. endeavors.